Shopper suit convos. We back. What's going on, man? You excited about Nick Saban turning it in? What it do? Um, don't make me no damn difference. I am a little happy that um Paul Feinbaum and all the ESPN SEC people are gonna be sad. I'm kind of happy that Alabama is out of here forever now. Why do you think that? What if they just go get Pete Carroll and tell him, bring that shit down here, boy? That could work, but Pete Carroll want to be in the NFL, I think. I don't know, man. He's 72. If I was him, I'd take it easy and go enjoy the last three, five years of my career getting that SEC money. But, I mean, do you think the NFL wants to hire an old man like that? Like, I feel like Bill Belichick is out of here. He ain't never out of here for a poverty franchise. Same for uh, Pete Carroll. The poverty franchises will take him. Yeah, like, do old niggas, do senior citizens want poverty jobs to end their career and maybe their life? I mean, come on, man. Well, the best poverty job is the commanders because they have all new ownership. And somebody like Bill Belichick, they're going to hand him all the keys. Now, yeah, if I was a commanders won't. fan... Josh Harris won't do that. He's like an analytics nerd. He He's... None of those, like, these new owners are hedge fund boys. They like analytics. They don't care about none of that old school 1980s stuff, bro. Look at how, I know you don't pay attention, but Josh Harris, if you look at how he runs his other organizations, like the Philadelphia 76ers, Daryl Morey's the head of it. Analytics boy. Even his hockey team, I heard they're heavy in analytics. Like, he's even talking about changing the front office to add another advisor over to oversee the GM like he ain't giving no coach no power he don't believe in none of that stuff so like they have a your man like Eugene Shin they got this uh analytics guy that used to work for the uh Ravens Dolphins and the Jaguars now he's at the commander's front office so they about to be like everybody else using analytics so I think they're gonna try to get a young coach hmm well, 76 is our ass. No, last... They make the playoffs every year. They suck for the last 24 years. Yeah. Uh, who's, who's his hockey team, the Jersey Devils? Yeah, man. Yeah, they're straight ass. Well, um, I don't know about hockey. I don't know what they do. I heard they make the playoffs. Yeah, probably in recent years, but they were like a poverty franchise for a while. But yeah, the 76 What's is a straight. poverty franchise in hockey? I mean, <laughs> what do they do? The, the New Jersey Devils. I thought they used to win the Stanley Cup and stuff. I used to hear about them. As I think kid. before him. When did he start owning the team? Let's see. But um, yeah, like the 76ers are trash. Um, they don't their little process sucks. Embiid is just like a free throw nigga. You know, I don't really fuck with him like that. I know y'all niggas like like probably how you liked uh Anthony Davis so much. Yeah, that's my but, nigga. But that's how I look at um Embiid. I look at him like an Anthony Davis. Like I don't care that's because you're big and you can dribble and look stupid and shoot free throws. I'm not. I'm not really a fan of him like that. So I don't really respect the Sixers just because they have him. Um, so I'm great, how... man. Josh, the Seventy Sixers in 2011. Hmm. So he's a part of the main trash. There we go. And he bought the. Uh, New Jersey Devils in 2013. Oh yeah, so yeah. Um, so he wasn't around when we were kids. Yeah, 
Yeah, he has nothing to do with that. Yeah, they got a conference they champion. When they won the Stanley Cup 95, 2000, 2003. I knew because I remember that. Like, I remember growing up, like, damn, all the devils are good in sports. Manchester United, Duke, and the New Jersey Devils. I was like, man, Lucifer is doing numbers in sports. No, nah, they were hot when we were young because even their jersey was like tight as shit back in the days. And, and like, if you liked game, you knew New Jersey Devils. Yeah, they was tight back then. Yeah, people um, people fuck with the devil, man. You know that. But damn, that sucks for the commanders, though. Well. <laughs> oh, <laughs> you know what? Does that make it? <laughs> yeah, they got Whoa. a poverty franchise, nigga, as their owner. Analytics, all right. Whoa, but everybody does analytics now. Do the Ravens do that? Hell yeah, you niggas are the most computer putin team in the NFL. That's didn't you hear what I said? They got Eugene Shin. He used to work for the Ravens, y'all. Why do you guys think you guys? Well, we have so DaCosta. We we have uh DaCosta and yeah, he's a computer Putin boy too. He learned from Ozzy, but he's a computer boy too. I don't know, bro. He's yeah, Ozzie. this is what this is what sports is in the 21st century. Everybody's a computer Putin. I don't look at DaCosta like that. He actually sport. played football and shit. Huh? DaCosta actually played football. If they were an analytics uh, person, they wouldn't have got Lamar Jackson, Kyle Hamilton. No, got a lot of no, that's not true because Lamar Jackson is like analytics shows you Lamar Jackson was going to be great because of his age. All the analytics niggas talk about it. Like Warren Sharpie talks about, yeah, look at Lamar Jackson's agent profile. He's the youngest quarterback to do this, that like based on the projections, Lamar was going to be special. I didn't know he was like a teenager when he won the Heisman. This nigga was a real wonder kid. And then the because analytics, it tells you you'd rather have a quarterback that can throw and run than a nigga that can just throw. Like Lamar, like the dual threat quarterback, why do you think that's necessary now? That's what analytics says. Like you need a dual threat quarterback, especially since analytics killed the running back position. Well, do, so do it's better to have a quarterback that can run. Does analytics say that? Steve Smith, Anquan Bolin, Javion Clowney, and all them are going to be good, even though they're old. Odell uh, Beckham. Odell Beckham. Well, analytics, like for those guys, it's um like for Steve Smith, for example, the undersized uh wide receiver that was a baller. Analytics talks about how, yeah, you shouldn't have a preference on height and size. It's on production. That's why you look at the New England Patriots when they were balling with all those little slow white men like Edelman, Wes Welker. Like, yeah, it's not about having a Randy Moss wide receiver. It's just about people that can accumulate the yards with simple routes. Like your brother, Michael Thomas, remember? He used to be a slant guy. What happened to him? Is Was it just injuries that took him out? Yeah. True. So and the like, Saints are back to poverty again. True. So, like, that's what it normally highlights. And, like, someone like Jadavion Clowney, He's the typical prototypical workout warrior that he has all the physical attributes, but because he doesn't have the production, they would shy away from someone like him. So yeah, like but he balled out this year. Yeah, how many sacks did he get? Um, and, I don't, I don't I remember. The legs, they also talk about the pressures and how many your win, your pass rush win success rate, and all that stuff. I know he's good at that stuff. Yeah, he's definitely good at like getting in the way and like causing trouble. And he's good at run defense, right? Yeah. So he got nine point five sacks this year. Yeah, that's tight. Is that like the high that's like the highest of his career, right? Well, he tied the highest when he was one of the Texans. 
Yes. And you hated on him this year. Yeah, show. I know. But hey, you guys showed me. You guys had the right system to maximize what he could do. What do you guys play? A 3 4 4 3? What is what's defense y'all use? I don't know. They move around a lot. Oh. It's not it's not it's a <laughs> yes. positionless yes, defense. That modern, yes, modern football. It's not like that anymore. Yeah, like and I don't even be looking like that to be honest with you. I'm not oh, that much. You, you hazed out what's going on. You don't <laughs> I just don't look at like how many tactically anymore. I would, yeah, not really. The ball? I just, yeah, I just be watching the ball and watching niggas make tackles and shoot through gaps. Um, so, but I would say four three. Yeah, Speaking cool. of the Ravens, they got the triple crown for defense. What is that? Uh, what leading the NFL and what sacks, interceptions, and what sacks, takeaways, and um, lowest points per game. But they did what? something that That's the, the new triple three man. They just making up see more analytics stuff. Whoa, they just <laughs> that up. Whoa, never heard that in my life. Yeah, first team in history to lead the league in points allowed per game, which was sixteen point five. They led the league in sacks, which is sixty, which is crazy because they don't have like a lot of guys that are like individually getting sacks. But they led the league in sacks with sixty, and they led the league with takeaways thirty one. <laughs> Why do you think that's new? People, have, they've been talking I about I don't that. win the Super Bowl, man. It's going to hit like crap. They're just the only team to get the Triple Crown. That's why you never heard of it. Being yeah, man. Yeah, I never heard of it because it never happened, I guess, right? That's yeah, literally. Talking. Literally. Hey, man. Hey, y'all better win the Super Bowl. That's all I'm going to say. You got, you got. Dang, are the haters salivating? You got Lamar Jackson talking to Tom Brady waiting for the coronation. Hey, man, y'all better win. Dang, the haters are salivating. Y'all like, you better win. Y'all like, Lamar, if you don't win, we're going to get you. Hey, man. You sound that, like Mad Dog. That's what that Mad Dog silly. Yeah, Mad Dog is ready. Er, er, er. Hey, yeah, man. he was like, and he better. He better win this Super Bowl. Man, I don't want to hear no excuses. That's what he said. Or is under surveillance. We're that's, watching him. It's that's crazy. I've never, that, I've never felt. I feel like this must have been like, you know, we're young. We're young men. We 30. I'm 33. You 32. I feel like this must have been like how it was when like Michael Jordan, like nigga, you better win, boy. That's you what I was thinking, up. honestly. Yeah, that's what it feels like. I didn't want to like compare him to Jordan, but I felt like, man, like by the time got Jordan got the ninety one, I know they was on his ass because that's how I'm feeling too. Yeah, because by nineteen ninety one, that's what I'm saying. Just to draw the parallels, I'm not pulling that out of my ass for no reason. I'm just saying by that time, Michael Jordan won his second MVP. We already know Lamar's going to win his second MVP. Michael Jordan was already a top seed that lost in the playoffs. Lamar, that's happened to him. But the difference is Michael Jordan was getting stopped by, like, the Pistons, while Lamar is not really a certain team in his way. So, hey, man. And I was thinking about um, 09-2010 LeBron. Whoa, when Delonte West allegedly was misbehaving? Well, just by like 2009, they was on LeBron's ass that last year in Cleveland. And then when he got to the Heat, it turned up even more. So I'm feeling like that. And like even with the Ravens, like they have they've impressed me like their last six games. I was mean to Lamar in the beginning of the season. The first five games, I was being mean to him. I was like, man, this nigga can't. Like I was just getting mad and frustrated. And then by, after that bye week, he's cleaned it up and he's like looks totally different. So I'm still like. I don't, I'm not like, you know what I mean? I'm not just ready to say, oh, we got this. We're going to win the Super Bowl. I'm still looking like, okay, let's see what's going to happen. Like, they still have to show and prove for me. So I'm like, I'm a little nervous, but we've been smacking all the good teams. So 
we'll see what happens. Yeah, man, we will see. And hey, you know, 2024, I thought it was going to be about peace and positivity, but it's the year of smoke, man. Cat Williams has ignited a lot of tension and stress in the streets. And the hottest beef right now in sports media is Jason Oh, yeah. Potter versus Stephen A. Smith. And Hold on real quick, real quick. everything. I want to ask you where your brother Jason Whitlock's been. I feel like he's been quiet for the last few months. I actually been meaning to ask you this before this happened. He's Is been it because cool. Dion? Is it because Dion lost and he don't got nothing else to talk about and hate on no more? Like he's satisfied with Dion losing? Uh, I think he was happy with Dion losing and then cooking him. And then he realized, oh, okay, let me read Stephen A's book because he's on some cap shit. <laughs> and he read Stephen A's book and he has questions. And Stephen A didn't answer any of the questions. It's hilarious. Jason Whitlock read Stephen A's uh, memoir, Straight Shooter. First, he questioned if Stephen A even read, wrote the book because... To his recollection and his sources, Stephen A isn't a great writer, always got carried by editors. And the reason why he thrived in this current era of sports is because it's about the personality and being loud and rambunctious. And Stephen A to, you know, Jason Whitlock's thoughts, he doesn't know a lot about sports because Stephen A is a man that said once that, hey, On third down, the team should kick a field goal. So if they miss it, they can try again on fourth down. And then another time he talked about, oh, the Chargers, they got this tight end that's going to ball and he's going to be productive. And then he wasn't even on the team. So yeah, this dodgy stuff. And then, of course, when Stephen A, they tried to make him cover like UFC stuff and Joe Rogan was looking at him with disgust. Like, hey, man, why is this sucker even here? He don't know what he's talking about. You like all that stuff too, and people like get stuff wrong. You think it means Oh, yeah. like so much. You think I think, it means yeah, like it does. the world. That don't mean Yeah. shit, bro. Because It doesn't mean I know, anything. I mean, you can tell Stephen A, he's not like the most popular sport in America is football. Stephen A is not a football guy. So that does put him behind the eight ball, if you will. And basketball, that's his thing. But look at how he talks about sports. Look how all these guys talk about sports. They just talk about it and how you and a lot of people would perfectly describe as narrative based. It's just, Yeah, he's more of a it's soap entertainment, opera. Yeah. It's soap opera storylines. but he's also, it also Give mirrors, me a little information. um, it also mirrors like, um, rap music to me, how most rappers aren't all lyrical miracle. Like Jason Whitlock is more like a restorative feeling, um, golden era type of nigga. And Stephen A. Smith is more like an opium nigga. Yeah, like even Stephen A admitted it. Like, Jay, he's like, Yeah, Jason Whitlock is a great writer. I could never compare to him as a writer. But he's like, The reason why he's like, Whitlock messed up because he he tried to get on TV and radio and like, Yeah, you're not a baller and on that level. And yeah, like you said, Jason Whitlock is a guy that is in the previous era. People don't read no more. So adapt or die. And the interesting thing is, Stephen A today, he said, I was a reporter and commentator. He, yeah, he didn't call himself a journalist because he knows compared to Jason Whitlock, he's not. So, yeah, like you said, he is the modern person. That's why, like, Shannon Sharp, we've seen it. Being a celebrity holds more weight. Being a personality and a character holds more weight than being an authority in news. That's not what people want. So that's why, like, You know, Adam Silver to, you know, try to go a little around, but I'm going to bring it back. Adam Silver 
the NBA commissioner, he complains that NBA, uh, the media in the NBA is too narrative based. They don't have the X's and O's. They don't talk about the philosophy, the style of plays and all that, like they do in the NFL, how the NFL really tries to educate and show people what's going on. And basketball is mm. more like, oh, man, when is when is Kawhi going to leave? Hey, man, is Kyrie tripping again? That's all they do. So it's like, damn, yeah. I did, Adam Silver said that. Yeah, but that's like, nigga, look who the face of ESPN is. It's Stephen A. Does Stephen A break down X's and O's? No. So that's what they wanted. So it's like, even like the NBA realizes all this narrative and soap opera shit has made basketball whack. That's why when you look at quote unquote basketball Twitter, oh, who's better? Kobe, LeBron, who's better? Like that sucks. It's reductive. Football doesn't do that. Football is just a what team is better. We want to see Lamar Jackson win a Super Bowl because we see he's special. We like Patrick Mahomes because he's special. Joe Burrow, you're a baller, babe. Nigga, you've been getting hurt, but we hey, we still fuck with you. Hey, Justin Jefferson, Jamar Chase, who's the best wide receiver? Like it's more fun conversations. Like the nuance in the game, Michael Even, Parsons, you a freak of nature. People yeah, call exactly. you new, like, hey man, you hey. LT, but you don't be impacting games like that. Yeah, exactly. Like, hey man, hey Chris Jones, hey he ain't Aaron Donald, but that boy's a baller. I'm happy he got his tenth sack of the season to get that one point two five million dollar bonus. Like, I like seeing stuff like that. But in basketball, oh man, look at Anthony. Like, look how you talk about Anthony Davis. But that's not your fault. That's just how. We talk about basketball, so it's made it whack. Yeah, it's more ring-based and yeah, shit. Yeah, that's what Stephen A. represents. He is a part of that. He's the face of that. That's why even Dan Lebetard said, you and Skip Bayless killed sports journalism by turning it into debate culture. But, hey, you can't blame them. That's what ESPN sold, and then the world ate it up. And they're mumble rappers. College, but, hey. They're mumble rappers. Yeah, but to go back to Stephen A., he didn't, like, Jason Whitlock says that he questions everything Stephen A. talks about his high school and college Juco basketball career. You can't really find any stats on Stephen A. in high school, Juco, or college. First, he said one time, oh, I only averaged 1.5 points my senior year because I played one game. But anyone with a brain knows you can't average 1.5 points only playing one game. You have to play multiple games. Then not like eight months later, he said, I never played. So I'm like, whoa, what is it? So like, yeah, is it Uchi Wally? Is it one mic? Then it's, it's like, but, oh, he talks about in high school, I was 5'9", 130, and I balled on my senior year. I walked to the coach's uh, uh, office, and I said, yeah, I'm going to bust everybody's ass. And after that, I want to play the best player on the team one-on-one like it's some Disney shit. And then he said, yeah, I played the best player on the team one-on-one. I'm 5'9", 130. He's 6'2", 210, and I busted his ass. But we don't have any of your stats in high school. Then but that he, doesn't matter to us because, Jason Whitlock, you didn't make it to the league either. So it doesn't matter. That's, They're no, both but that's, unprofessional that's, athletes. That's the difference. Nah, but that's the difference. See, that's – hey, I'm happy you brought that up. That's the difference. The difference is that you can look at Jason Whitlock was all state in Indiana. He played at Ball State University. Doesn't he matter. played in the Mac 10. Like, yeah, he didn't make the NFL, but you can look up his you can look up that he was so off still, his line and it was good. You just write about sports. You don't do yeah, it. But so they're that's, both but that's the field. point. It doesn't matter to you, but to the 
uh, like the athletes, they do care about that. Like, oh, what do you know about? Oh, you didn't do nothing. Like I've seen when Jason Whitlock talks to Brett Favre and Seth Jordan and Warren Sapp, of course he knows and he admits it. I was never on y'all level, but I've seen Warren Sapp say, hey, man, you used to play offensive line, you know, like this, that, and he can answer and talk about stuff. So he's like, oh, okay. Offensive line played line, like the trenches. He can talk about that from a level of expertise by playing mid. I was a better, I was a better, uh, uh, late teen and early twenties player than you. Yeah. Like, and while Steven, nobody cares about that. Nah, I mean, you don't, but hey, a lot and of dog, I don't care. Like, like you said, I don't give, I don't read nothing that Jason Whitlock writes. So I don't give a fuck if he, I mean, nobody reads it, all state and did all this. bullshit. I like Stephen A. more because he's better on TV, and that's what I watch. Exactly. So Jason Whitlock can hate all he wants and bring up, like, oh, you never played, nigga, you didn't make it to the NFL. So to me, you're the same. I don't care that you were better in high school and college, you still didn't make it. Doesn't matter. What about Stephen A. potentially making up? <laughs> His relationship with the coach, he said that Clarence Big House Gaines was like a father figure to him. But in Clarence Big House Gaines' book, he doesn't mention Stephen A. Then he talks about how this lady was a a very important professor for him in college. But then if you look at the registrar, she was never a professor at the school. That Don't matter to me. Whoa, you like that dodgy stuff? Yeah, I don't care. Oh, see, that is industry plant stuff. Like, hey, man, you... You gonna just rewrite your whole life and lie about it? Yep. Now that I'm up, oh, and I got money. Yep. Oh, now I'm the man. Yeah, I'm gonna just tell. I'm gonna make it a little bit better now. Hey, man. And to me, looking for it is outweighs the lie. I don't know. That's like that's like talking. To, it's like dating a girl and like I might not be cheating or nothing. And yeah, I probably do get girls' numbers when I go out and shit, even for sport. But the fact that you and Say you keep looking, keep looking. You don't catch me for six months, but on eight months, you finally caught a conversation. Even though I ain't even go all the way through with it. To me, that's worse because it's not like I'm like out here really trying to like cheat or nothing. Sometimes you just accidentally stumble across something and you just being bad a little bit because it's a little fun in the moment. Mm -hmm. But the fact that you really on my ass for eight months trying to find something is a bigger problem than me that one time. Like getting it's her not number eight months is you wrote a book, me. but that's the thing. That's what we're like. He said, Hey man, I've reviewed books my whole career. I've reviewed books about that white people wrote and I cooked them niggas. I reviewed a book that oh, you whatever, bro. Yeah, let me hey, just to, he said Joe Podnansky. I've known that guy. Nobody he's, knows who that is. Yeah, he's one of the best baseball writers around me, but he said he cooked him before Selena Roberts, the white lady that talked about that duke lacrosse story that why is he an exposure culture nigga why is he like nobody i don't like those kind of niggas that's he that's his game man investigative journalism man i don't want to be around no nigga that just wants to go and expose everybody why don't you just go be the man without exposing people all day hey man that's journalism man you gotta uncover the truth you gotta figure out what's going on so i get it Stephen a i'm sure he lied and shit but he's still good at what he does jason whitlock comes off jealous and as a hater too like too much um as opposed to him like it overshadows his talent so like while jason whitlock is talented to me he throws me off because his hate and his seemingly jealous ways overshadow that so if it was like on a scale his hate and jealousy would be weighing more than his talent so for that is why i can't really like get on his side of things Hey, man, it's the Cat Williams effect. People can call criticism jealousy, 
when they feel like, oh, because one person is in the light, one isn't. But hey, if the other person says I'm comfortable with where I'm at, I'm still a multimillionaire and successful. That's up to the public to decide, because I don't look at Cat Williams and what he said is he's bitter and jealous. I just feel like, hey, man, it's tired of these niggas that ain't as talented, acting like they grinded, acting like they were the mud is the same thing. I think Jason Whitlock even said it. He was like, yeah, Cat Williams inspired him. He's like, Cat Williams exposed Steve Harvey. I want to talk about another Steve. But the difference is, is that we like Cat Williams. We like his personality. Yeah, way see, more but, he, than... but he does the same thing and that's the no point. he does no, he's been no. doing it for years mm -mm, nah bro people don't like kevin hart though nah, people I... already hate on it's easier for cat because people have already been hating on steve harvey in the way he moves because for hating on bernie mac people have already hated on kevin hart for being eddie murphy 2.0 and making the wackest movies on earth cat williams is a relatable person he's funnier um he checks people who try to bother him he stands up for himself and he just kind of reminds everybody of like an uncle they got or something. Jason well, Whitlock. Jason Whitlock isn't an uncle you know? Hell no. I don't got no <laughs> Uncle Tom-ass uncle like that. Oh. And I got some Uncle Tom-ass uncles, and they not like him. Oh, Most of the Uncle yeah. Tom old niggas I know mind their business and just Uncle Tom on their own. They don't be all oh, like, Uncle Tom on their own? How do you do that? Just be an Uncle Tom and don't ask him about certain stuff. Don't bother him about certain stuff. Like Basically, don't, don't, don't start none, won't be none, basically. Oh, but if you want to take it there, they'll 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 get on a cool shit. But Jason Willow, even his little smiles and stuff, he just seems like an evil nigga. His smiles, hey man, what's wrong with he you? He got like a certain smile that he does, like when his Asian yeah. friend be talking shit. Are you like getting this. paid by uh, by ABC Disney? Who me? Yeah. No. Are you on the books? All I know is that crazy. You said his smile. His he has like a certain like grin. When his Asian friends talk shit about people, or when Royce his White, Asian friends, he only has one. Steve that dude, that's what I'm talking. About. That's, I mean, his Asian friend, and when oh. Royce, when Royce White talks about people, he got like this Royce little grin right that he does. He, he has a little grin that he does that he's just like loving. Like, is he happy about it? Yes. Like, I don't like that kind of shit, dog. I hate Why that. Why can't a brother be happy? How are you gonna be happy shitting on somebody else? It's just weird to me. Like I feel like if he was like in shape or something and like was oh cool, yeah that is it it would be it would be better but it just like Stephen A you can seem only like you don't get that bastard like if you seem like you don't get more hoes than the people you talking about I don't like it <laughs> now nah, that's real I hear that shout out uh, to El Cousteau man when he said I speak from a point of view of a nigga that got bitches you don't think Jason Willock ever did that in his life well I feel like he paid a lot of hoes he has stories about oh uh, yeah he's being... a strip club legend yeah you know what I'm saying and. I like what Jason Woodlock does a lot, but sometimes I Man, just understand. Like, you think Stephen A gets honeys? I mean, I've heard that he he be lying about his honeys. I mean, I feel like Stephen A can get girl, women, black women. I know he likes Spanish women. He don't get them. He said that he can never get them. I, think, I mean, you've never seen him with a honey. But all I know is that it just seems weird that he keeps going at Dion and he keeps wanting to beef with Stephen A. Like, why... Do you have people that are always in your crosshairs? That's what's weird to me. Hey, man. That's it's not evenly distributed hate. It's not like I just call it like I see it. It's focused on people. I don't think so. I think it's just the black community only sees when he talks about their heroes. And that's what happens because I've seen him diss white soccer players like Megan Rapinoe. No one cares. I've seen him cook. White athletes, no one cares. But when he talks about blacks, you know, 
black people, we hold our heroes and celebrities to a high regard. So if you ever talk about any of our celebrities, it hurts our feelings. So is there a uh, a white Jason Whitlock out there? Uh a white Jason Whitlock, like a a white man that criticizes a lot and evaluates yeah. like from a sports perspective. Was Jim Rome like him? Yeah, Jim, that's why that man tried to beat him up. Jim Rome was that. I don't see like white haters out there. I mean, Skip. There's always a lot of black haters. Skip is the god of it, but he's he's Skip has got phased out. Yeah, I'm telling you, the white people don't let their haters win. But they Skip get out Bayless of there. Was, Skip Bayless was great for a long time. He just got cooked recently. That's because black people party. finally let him go. Jim Rome never had that black thing, so he got out of there quick. Well, he was people. But he's don't before, let their, before social media for real. Jim Rome. He is. He is. But still. White people don't let their haters stick around and thrive. I, I mean, we don't hate. either. That's why um, Jason Whitlock ain't never really been with us for. We don't fuck with hating people, and yeah, white people yeah. don't either. Nobody does. That's why there's no white Jason Whitlock. There's no white. Well, that can be another story for another day. That's the advent of the liberal media and how you know if you're white, you can't really criticize black people anymore because everything's racist. I'm talking about criticizing even white people. There's no white guy out there that's hating on. Like uh Nick Wright, like all day a lot. And there's no white dude that's like But that's the point though. Sports, we if we talk about sports, we only talk about uh a certain amount of people. And if we only talk about basketball and football, then how many white people can you criticize? Cause I've seen I've seen Jason Whitlock, he was criticizing Jim Harbaugh for years. And he finally won the national championship with Michigan. He said he's going to fall back. But that's the thing. It's like, how many white prominent journalists are there anymore, even in sports? And, and how can you hate on Jim Harbaugh? Yeah, he was talking. Oh, because he was talking about Brady Hoke was the former Michigan coach. And that was his boy. And he felt like he got the short end of the stick. So he had Jim Harbaugh under surveillance until he won the natty. Like, I love Jim Harbaugh. That's another problem. You hate on people that we like. There's yeah. nothing to hate on about Jim Harbaugh. Hey, man, he wanted to see him win something, and he did it now. now That's what I'm saying. Like, I mean, he can keep this up all he wants, but it's not going to work. I don't, I don't understand. I guess since he's in his little basement now, I mean, he has a nice studio. Don't get me wrong. but nah, he's, get, he's living in luxury in, in Nashville. I just hope he realizes, like, this is your ceiling, buddy, because you can't hate on Jim Harbaugh, Stephen A. Smith, and Dion. I'm not going to like you. I don't think his goal is to be liked. I think he just wants to, you know, try to keep that real spirit alive. You like this, though. You love this. Yeah, uh, I do, because I'm a, I mean, I'm an old school journalist, so I like that. I like you that. Like, you like people. hating? Yeah, I like that. I like, like hating? Yeah, I like negativity. <laughs> I like negativity. I like that. That's what 2024 is about. I like that Stefan Dunn, Jada Kingdom beef over a guy they're not dating anymore. Sean DePaul said he needs I like Stephen A stuttering and blubbering and not knowing what to say because he's so mad. He said he had to call his pastor and ask for forgiveness. Sean DePaul, <laughs> Sean DePaul said he don't like them beefing. Yeah, it's all right, man. He'll, he'll be okay. I like well, You said, said like Jada Kingdom and Stefan Don? Yeah, I like negativity. It's fun. Don't Shinsia beef with one of them too? I mean, she's low. I don't know. Mm. You know, so I think negativity is cool. As long as it doesn't get violent, I think negativity is a part of competition. And Stephen A, 
like you mentioned, for the long time, for the long time, he was the king of sports journalism, sports media, if you will. But he's not anymore. It's Shannon Sharp's trap now. Damn, Shannon Sharp's the king. Yeah, and Complex put him at number one, and they were right. Now he has the biggest podcast episode ever with Cat Williams. And what was that podcast about? Not sports. It was about negativity. That's but what it's not about sports. So he's yeah. transcended sports. Exactly. That's why. But that's the thing. Sports media isn't even about sports anymore. It's about pop culture and all sorts of things now. So it's a part of it. And that's the appeal. The reason why Shannon Sharp is necessary is because a journalist like Stephen A., like Jason Whitlock, would never get the same respect from Cat Williams as Shannon Sharp can get. That's why. Because he's a three-time Super Bowl champion. Yeah, he's a Hall of Fame football player. No one cares about Stephen A. No one read his articles. Jason mm -hmm. Willock, we don't care about your articles. Mm -hmm. Shannon Sharp, we saw you talk shit and play football. So, yeah, that matters to people. Mm -hmm. The same reason why people will go to drink champs and Nori, and they know Nori, that nigga was a good rapper. He had hits. And he was a street nigga. Yeah, exactly. So we're going to have fun with you. We, we respect you. So that is important. That's why every time Cat Williams is like, oh, man, come on, Shannon Sharp. When you played against a team and they were better, were you scared when you lined up? See, you can't tell that to Stephen A. That's what yeah, he so, never reached the best. He would never reach the best in his craft. Exactly. And the best in his Well, he did, but it doesn't matter. Yeah, exactly. The best in his craft, no one gives a damn. <laughs> Cameron so and Mesa creeping up, too. Yeah, but that's because people respect them as great rappers. Yeah, they were great rappers and had great personalities. They're hilarious. And, and they actually played pretty good basketball in New York. Well, yeah. <laughs> yeah, we need to look at their stats. Please. they Those boys were high school guys. New York City public school basketball. They were cool, but hey, take it easy. And they didn't go to an academy? Nah, they weren't Master P level. Mm. That's what I'm saying. Jason Whitlock was a better athlete than them, but he's not cooler than them. And you could argue, some people, you could argue that Jason Whitlock as a sports journalist might have been better than them as rappers, but we don't give a damn about that. Yeah, I don't. Exactly. I don't either. Like I said, I'm a sicko. I'm a sports journalist that my favorite sports journalists growing up were Wilbon and Kornheiser. I don't remember their articles. I was a little kid. And I fucked with Ben's, uh, Bill Simmons a lot, too. Like, I'll have his book of basketball. He's the writer that really, like, I grew up reading. But Stephen A., it was about the personality of the character. Stuart Scott, rest in peace. It was about the personality. Of the I mean, Wilbon kind of, um, they kind of started that. They were turned up on TV, too. They yeah, had they the quit writing because they saw it. They quit writing to become talking heads. You're right. They got out of there fast. And they were leading ESPN. Yeah, they were the biggest show for the longest. Pardon the interruption. Yeah, they still around. Those boys have been doing that show for over 20 years. Yeah, 100%. Yeah, I'd be forgetting that it even comes on, but it still comes on. <laughs> yes, they must. It's, hey, man, those brothers can do that show until they die. So Bill Simmons and Jay Billis, I know he's college, but are they um like, um do they like dissect the game and shit more? Yeah, Bill Simmons does. Bill Simmons is the real king of sports journalism for people that really care about sports and not just narratives. That's why Bill Simmons is the king. He has the book of basketball. You don't have Steve, Stephen A's book. It's about his life. 
He didn't, he can't write a book of basketball breaking down the history of the NBA. Isn't Bill Simmons the um Bleacher Report dude? No. Oh, who's there that? There is no Bleacher Report dude. Isn't Bill Simmons with Bleacher Report? No. No, in no way, form or fashion. Never. What's that one dude who has the show with all the like the little uh stuff all around him? The something show. It's like it's his name. I don't know. He's a sports guy. Sports guy? I don't yeah, know. Yeah, he's a white guy. And he call, he calls himself the sports guy? Well, it's like the insert his name show. Damn it, I can't think of it. He got like all like the little um fucking like like uh blowouts and shit around him. Doesn't everyone have that now? Damn it. It's, I think it's Andy. Oh. <laughs> I don't know. His name is Andy. Yeah, I don't know who that. I was like Andy Roddick, the former tennis player. Damn it, I can't think of it. I'm gonna find it in a second. But I was wondering what his like little. Nah, little... Bill Simmons is the real king. That's why he got that stupid deal from Spotify because he was the OG of the podcast, and now he has the podcast network, uh, theRinger.com. He had Grantland. He's the real king of sports media. Everything that Stephen A's trying to do now by having his own independent show and podcast, Bill Simmons was doing that already. So Stephen A, he even talked about like how he was late to a lot of stuff because Kobe was like, hey, man, why don't you have your own production company and stuff like that? And I think he said Chris Paul asked him about that, too. So, yeah, like Stephen A, he was late to the show on that aspect. But, hey, he's balling. He's right on time. But this is how I look at it. Personally, as a person that graduated from Norfolk State University with a journalism degree, I wanted to be a journalist since I was seven. I realized early, you got to understand where the thing, where, not the thing, but where the trends move, where the currents go. Hey, Doyen Wave is about riding the waves, man, riding the ocean. And right now, in 2024, moving forward, People want to be entertained and people want to learn, but they want to be entertained more. We have to be honest with it. That X's and O stuff will only hit a small niche crowd. It's just like, that's one of the funniest questions you ever asked me. I always remember it. Is Trent Williams a Hall of Famer? You'll never <laughs> hear that on a mainstream sports show because no one gives a fuck about all the time in that way. Yeah, you will. Nah, hell he no. will. That when he retires, they'll say he's a Hall of Famer. He might not have his own segment. Yeah, they're not. It's not going to be a segment. It's Trent Williams, a Hall of Famer, because offensive line is in a position where it's stat. It's heavily stat based. It's not stat based at all. But we recognize our yeah, offensive that's line. My point. It's not. It's not going to be a segment where all they talk about uh, is uh, offensive lineman, a Hall of Famer, bro. What's that uh, cornerback on the Packers, Jair Alexander? He was walking the streets. No one knew who he was. And he's supposed to be a star on the Packers. That's just the beauty of football because they only sell quarterbacks, wide receivers. Hey, man, you can just be a regular person, but it's also able you can talk about the game more because it's more about the teams. While in basketball, it's more about the individual. So when John Morant's hurt, hey, man, sorry, Memphis. We're never going to see you ever again. Oh, yeah, I think I was talking about Dan Patrick. Oh, man, that guy's old. Wasn't he turned up? What do you mean turned up? Like, wasn't he popular and well-respected in his craft? 
Yeah, he was like those OG sports center niggas, but I mean, I don't think he ever had no motion in the 21st century to to young people. I think he still got a show. Yeah, I'm sure he does. Everybody has a show. It's 2024. Everybody has a show, man. We got a show. Yeah, I know, but you know what I mean. <laughs> oh, yeah, I thought Dan Pat- Simpson, man. He's doing his thing on that Cam and May show. Well, yeah, that's they know how they're sick. They know how to like link up with sickos. <laughs> they need to get uh Metal World Peace on there. They had Maurice Claret, but I think he wasn't that tight, so they got rid of him. Then they know how to get all the wild niggas to pull up. <laughs> yeah, CTE All Stars, man. They need to get Dennis Rodman on there. If you could alter media moving forward, what type of coverage do you want to see as a fan? I you wish there was another um, coverage is today. I I wish there was another everyday struggle type of show for rap music. Yeah, that was fun. True. I liked it. It was tight. That was the only. It was one of a kind. There was never a show like that ever. Nothing for sports media though. Sports media. I wish sports science was back. Is that sports media? Yeah, sure. That's analytics. Yeah, I wish sports science was back. That was pretty fun. Um. I would say, hmm. I wish they were kind of like um, in football. I wish they were like, well, I can't really say I wish that, but I kind of wish there was like a position show where they certain segments was just focused on certain positions. That would be pretty oh, no. cool. Like quarterback. Yeah, um, they should put that on NFL Network. That would be a good idea. Quarterback. like Oh, so receiver. you can get your Trent Williams segment? Well, you really need that. I like knowing how good offensive linemen are, and I play linebacker, so I respect offensive linemen. Why don't you just look at pro football focus? Well, I want somebody to talk and tell me it. So I don't have they to have podcasts too and videos. Feed me the information so I don't have to work hard and do it. TikTok. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. They got podcasts and videos. But yeah, I don't really have any like um wants for sports media or media in general. Um, so you like the way media is in 2024? I mean, was it better in the 2000s? Man, sports media, hell yeah. In the 2000s, Stephen A actually gave basketball insight. Oh, man, that's my favorite decade of Stephen A, the 2000s, when he was that young, snappy broadcaster. That's Well, you're I- right when in that point. Okay, so... The most like how viral you, Stephen A. clip was when he was talking about Kwame Brown and look at how he broke down Kwame Brown's game in two minutes. He can't do that anymore. But look, look talk about nobody's game like basically, that. Basically, you sound like me, how I complain about mainstream rap because I get all that um, in-depth in sports stuff off the underground niggas. And yeah, you're right, mainstream sports media. That's why nobody watches. Like Stephen A. talks about, yeah, I've been number one for 12 years what was your competition in those 12 years You're yeah like against nobody yeah mainstream in the last five sucks. years seven years yeah you had shannon and skip but we already know it's espn they got that button yeah mainstream sports does suck like all you get is like uh real like like they try to like compact information really quickly and give it to you real fast and like um the headlines are like shade room type of headlines and shit to grab people's attention and it does suck like to see ryan clark and them talk about shit for five minutes like you know what i'm saying try to put all this information in five minutes and like espn 
is is worse as it's ever been. I used to be able to keep ESPN on the TV all day. And of course it was reruns and shit, but I used to be able to have ESPN on my TV all day. I do not even watch ESPN on TV anymore. So, and I do like, um, like, damn, I never can remember the, uh, this podcast, but there's a podcast of NFL players. None of them were really that good, but um, they talk about like the NFL in a tight way. Like they had Rashard Mendenhall um, on there and he was talking about how the first time he played the Ravens, because, you know, he played for the Steelers. And he um, Somebody put out some report saying like Rashard Mendenhall said he was going to run all over the Ravens and all this other shit. So he said when he walked past Ray Lewis, he was like, hey, yo, Mendenhall, um, I hope you're ready because we gunning for you. And then he said, he was like, what? And he was like, act like he didn't hear him. And he said, I hope you uh ready, uh, motherfucker, because we fucking coming for you type shit. <laughs> and then he said the very next play, Ray Lewis, he tried to go in a hole with Ray Lewis and he hit him. And he said he felt like the whole top left half of his body was gone. Ray Lewis like cracked some shit in his body type shit. But like they have cooler like in-depth stories and they know how to talk about it in a in a better way. They're not like rushed by like time constraints and commercials and shit. And they have like a really good podcast. Same thing how I used to like, uh, even though that's not, I guess you can count that as sports media, but I used to like Knuckleheads a lot when they first came out. I don't really watch them as much anymore, but so I get a lot of the internet media. Everybody's interviewing, doing interview shows and interviewing the same people. It's getting burnt out. Yeah, it is. But those are just my few examples. But like, as far as like, there's like a, there's, I have a few of my Ravens niggas, like Ryan Ripken, Kyle Ripken's son, this dude named Bobby, uh, Bobby Baltimore. They talk about like the Ravens. such a Cap Ravens fan. That's tight. I like it though. They talk about the Ravens in such a dope way that I don't get to see on TV. You're not, you're not going to, you don't live in Baltimore. But just in general, like if they had like those, that style of, um, media for just NFL wide base, which they do. I like that stuff better. So how you are with like music, you like be in the underground and you feel like there's no problems with it and you feel like there's something for everybody. That's how I feel about sports media. I don't really, I'm not really looking for the mainstream anymore to do anything for me. Yeah. Mainstream media is dead, man. We just need those old people to get burnt out and go away. And hopefully the machine will change their minds and bring in new energy one day that doesn't have to stick to certain scripts. You know what it is. Anywho, let's talk about mainstream rap real quick. Your big brother, 21 Savage, is dropping his album, American Dream, on Friday. He dropped a trailer, which was supposed to be for a movie, but it might be a joke. Maybe it's not, starring Donald Glover and the black kid from Stranger Things. You've seen the cover art, I'm sure. Yes. I've seen a few of the things for it. Are you interested in what this album will be like? Do you think this album can take 21 Savage to that next level of being an A-list rapper? Or do you think he's an A-list rapper already? He's an A-list rapper already. And I'm not really interested, but I'm going to listen. What made him, what time frame do you believe he became an A-list rapper? Yes, sir. If you had to, uh, if you had to pinpoint it. Um, without warning and Issa. Okay. I still got him in the B list. I feel like um he's been knocking at the door. It's interesting because when I look at the A list of rap, I give it to, of course, Drake, Kendrick, Cole, 
Travis Scott, uh, Nicki Minaj, Doja Cat. I'll give it to Future. I feel like if Future and Doja Cat have it, then 21 should have it too. But that's the thing. That's why Future is like borderline A-list. I don't think so because he did a stadium tour last year and it did well. I don't. I don't remember Twenty One doing a stadium tour by himself. That's what. That's when I really can see. Oh, you're really doing numbers if you can do a stadium tour and have sold out dates. Like you didn't hear problems about futures selling tickets. Like how you heard about other artists like Little Dirk, Little Baby struggling to sell tickets. Future. Did he um perform at um Capital One? Hell yeah, that joint was sold out. I I couldn't get tickets. I was mad. So he wasn't performing at college arenas. No, he was performing at the biggest arena in different states and even running it back. I mean, even you saw what Mariah Mills said, Zion's ex-boo. She said Zion blocked him from going to the Future concert. He knew that was going to be too tight. <laughs> so that's what I'm saying. That's what made me realize, okay, Future is on that level now. That's why I'm like, yeah, he's in now. And like Doja Cat, she's on tour right now doing well. Like I said, with her, you don't hear no problems about her selling her tickets are having issues. Did you, did you finish naming them? or, or No, no, there's more. more. You're right. There's more talented creators, A-list for sure. Um, okay. Who else? Was Uzi A-list? Yeah, he, he is an A-list artist. He's about to go on tour, so we're going to see what those numbers look like. But now Playboy Cardi A-list? Cardi B? No, Playboy Cardi, is he oh. A-list? No. Hmm. Cardi B, yeah, she's kind of still is. Even, even though Playboy Cardi has the highest views for any Rolling Loud set on YouTube, yeah, that don't matter. Okay, Rolling Loud is Rolling Loud is the festival where you can hide. That's what I used to get confused by Future. Like, hey man, I know you always the headline at Rolling Loud, but I want to see you do your own tour. Mm. Rolling Loud can trick you. A lot of people, like, look at Playboy Cardi. How many times is he gonna push back his tour? I don't think the tickets are moving like he thought. Rolling Loud is definitely a subculture. It doesn't represent everyone. You're right. Yeah, it's just little kids that can see a thousand artists for four hundred dollars. Well, was Kodak Black B list ever? Yeah, he's a B list nigga. He's not he's anymore. Not anymore. But he was. Nah, I think he still is. Nah, nah people still C, love him. He's C list. Um, that nigga C list. Um, he's B. I don't care about twenty one's a B list. I think this album is gonna make or break him. Not make or break. Well, like, then Codex B minus list. He can't be in the same tier as twenty one because he's not. Yeah, numerically, yeah. I mean, I don't care about a nigga that I know that like small niggas like Kodak Black, but that nigga hasn't had a hit in forever. Hey, I know. I mean, I I think that walk joint is a hit, man. That shit. Oh my. God. It is a little bit of a hit. That shit and... is a banger. It is a little bit of it. Dang, it almost reminds me of Saucy Santana song. Yeah, but nah, that that <laughs> Yeah, nah, the Kodak version, that joint. The Kodak version. When I hear the Kodak version, I want to do damage. That Kodak joint is too gangster, bro. I'm about to play when we get off this joint. Joint is too gangster, bro. That song is hard. I know that little brother, Saucy Santana, tried to say, you stole my song. Get out of here, brother. Oh, I didn't even know he said it. I just thought he that did. in my mind. Nah, you knew it. You, no, I, I didn't. I didn't, know, that stuff. I didn't know Saucy said that. Nah, I just you're a Shade that. Room All-Star. No, I just thought that in my nah, mind. Because nah, it nah, sounds the same. Walk. That's your uncle. Walk. Walk. It's the same thing. Nah, man. You know about that. But Kodak is C-list, bro. He's not B-list no more. 
Nah, Even a, though I like that Mopstick song he had with uh, with uh French. That song yeah, was that joint goes too. Hey, man, he has tracks. It's just the same thing as NBA Young Boys. Like, hey, the label's starting to realize you too much of a headache. We're not going to put the same money behind you. Because a lot of the time, it's the label putting money behind it, starting to push the motion. And what was Kodak's last Trench song that was a super hit? What was that called again? Was Super Gremlin? Yeah, yeah, I forgot he had that. That wasn't too long ago. That's what I'm saying. And that was like a top 10 song in America. Mm -hmm. What about Jack Harlow? Yeah, he's B-list. And Megan Thee Stallion's B-list? Yeah. Cardi's B-list? Cardi B? Yeah, she dropped down the B-list. She her songs have been flapping. And she She's a feature queen. She's doing her thing. But, man, like, I look at it as an A-list. Like, all right, this is my requirements for A-list. I think you have to hit a certain numbers and sales, you know, because A-list means you're a priority at the label, which means that they need you to do certain numbers to help generate income for the label. So we know Drake he has to drop. The label needs help. Future, he got to take a year off. You know why? Because Travis dropped last year. And look who's on Travis' album. The whole music industry, even Beyonce had to help him out. And no one likes that song. But, I don't remember nothing about that Exactly, album. see? All I remember is Fiend. 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 Yeah, because yeah, Playboy Cardi saved his life. <laughs> Playboy Cardi didn't let him have that. He would have nothing on that album. People pretended like they liked it. I don't hear nobody talk about it no more. Right. I, I was telling people earlier that album is mid. I saw even Joe Budden, those old boys said, yeah, we were lying. That album ain't that good. I knew it was trash. Well, I ain't gonna say trash, but I yeah, didn't. Go ahead. Talk about it. I man. knew I didn't like it the it's first. Album, easy. I knew I didn't like it off the first, very first list. I knew oh. I'm never listening to this ever again. <laughs> I knew fast. I didn't even I don't even think he said it's lit. He said it in a weird way. Ooh. But yeah, that's crazy. Um yeah, I can't think of Do you have any other A-list rappers you can add? Because I know you said you feel like 21 is one. Do you think uh, is what about Rod Wave? Is he A-list or B-list? Nah, that's a good one. Rod Rod Wave is A-list. He is. That brother's doing stadium tours and getting people mad at Ari Lennox. And then um faking suicide. That's crazy, man. Yeah, that's not every night. That's big budget. That's a list. Yeah, that's all I can um think about. I can't think. I think everybody else is C. Lotto B list. She's she's on the corner. Who Lotto? Yeah, Lotto. What about um B's? That brother is C. He's working up. I'm okay. hoping he can go to that next level, but I don't know. We'll see. Sexy Red B. Who's the hottest new rapper of the last two years? Red. Okay. Sexy Red. And, and anyone else? Of the last two years? Sexy Red, man. <laughs> Nobody else ha that has come out in the last two years is like a little bit under her? Nah, like these is just cool for us. I don't see him getting that much motion. You know, Drake, see? We use Drake as the barometer. Drake don't want to rap with those Detroit boys. At he all. You don't fool with that Michigan sound. So, hey, if Drake don't want it, Future liked it. Because he would have he would have bit that sound very well. Exactly. And I think he would have a lot of fun. You know Detroit and Canada is right next to each other. They're neighbors. Uh, oh, yeah. I want to ask, what is Yeet? 
That's my brother one. keeps mentioning him. I don't know why. Hey, man. My brother wants to know about him for some reason. Because he's interesting. I would give ye. I would say he is C with Bs. Mm. Might be B. Now nah, he's B. He's B. Because he just cooked. He, he cooked Drake on a song, man. <laughs> hey, man. Yeah, I watched some opium uh, documentary today. Which one? There's a lot of them. I, I like them. Um, the one I didn't really like it. It was just it, to me. It was for like obsessed opium fans. It's just like Is it the glacier one. Yeah, the glacier one. Oh, I saw that. Yeah, it was. It was a... like it was cool for ten minutes, and after a while, yeah. it was like very repetitive. <laughs> he has a song called "This." That he dropped. He wore this. Uzi said that they dressed better. I remember you telling me about that. Um, it was very informational. It was fun for me to like see and like. Oh, I didn't know all this about like I didn't know Ken Carson um was friends with um Lil eighty eight who's TM eighty eight's nephew. Yeah, that's that's why I was like, bro, Ken Carson is the real key to everything because he's the producer. I didn't know that like you know I didn't know all that stuff and it was just it was very informational. Um, but it's funny when I watch those kind of things, it makes it seem like opium's bigger, larger than what they are. I don't think so because it's all relative. I think but you said Cardi's not A. Yeah, but that's the thing. We talked about it a few months ago. Out of the mainstream, you could say opium. I talked about it last year. Opium had the best year out of all the main the quote unquote mainstream rap labels that like a rapper has a label. It's opium is the best right now. Ken Carson had a breakout year. He even had LeBron bumping him, trying to understand what's going on. <laughs> Destroy Lonely, people don't like his album, but he had a good year. I like. I like this album. I like his project, but I think yeah, the only thing that's holding him back is that Homicide Gang. But hey, that's more so for protection. I don't think he really thinks they real artists. And they're weed carriers. Nah, they're not weed guns. They're 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 gun carriers. Yeah. But to me, weed carrier and gun carrier is the same thing. Nah, that's true. That's true. The niggas that fall guys take the charge, get muddy for you. <laughs> I haven't heard about weed carriers in a long time. Rappers don't have weed carriers anymore. Yeah, because they carry their own. They have purses now. And it's legal now. Yeah, rap nah, but it's really because rappers have purses now, man. So don't worry about it. We is the scooter futures weed carrier? Never. He's his own boss. Um, dang, Travis don't got a weed carrier. Uzi don't. Nah, he does. So Fago. Um, so Fago's job. He ain't been doing nothing. Hmm. But yeah, man, it's it's interesting. I'm waiting for a new rapper to kind of shake shit up. It's not gonna happen for a while. Let's talk about more old people. Kid Cudi's dropping on Friday as well. Insano. Do you give a damn about that? No, I'm gonna listen to it just to see if I can like it, but I know I probably won't. Yes. I don't know where his mind is at today, so I don't know what he's doing or what kind of music he's gonna make. I don't know if he's gonna try to give me like, like the thing about Kid Cudi is like, he makes quote unquote white music, but he don't even do it as good as them. Let me read you the track list. Maybe this will let you know where he's going. The intro is called "Often I Have Dreams" with oh, DJ Lord. Drama. All right. Track two, keep bouncing. Track three, get off me with Travis Scott. Track four, most ain't Dennis. Track five, wow with ASAP Rocky. Track six, electro wave baby. Track seven, a tale of a night. 
Track eight, Cud Life. Track nine, Too Damn High with Little Yachty. Track hmm. 10, Get You Gone. Track oh. 11, At The Party featuring Pharrell and Travis Scott. I like this song. This song's hard. <laughs> it's a good song. Check it out. Track 12, Mr. Kula. Track 13, Freshy. Uh-oh. Track 14, Tortured. Track 15, X and Cud with Tentacion. Cheating. They're not letting this brother rest. Track 16, 7 with Lil Wayne. Track 17, Funky Wizard Smoke. I wish Kid Cudi didn't hate Future because that sounds like they could have fun on that song. I wish Snoop could age better so he could be on it. True, yeah, that's another one. And they've made good music before in the past. Track 18, Rager Boys with Young Thug. Track That's 9, por- huh? That's fun. Yeah. Uh, por- uh, Porsche Topless is track 19. Benny X did the beat. That song is a little underwhelming. I like the beat, though. Shout out, Benny X. Track 20, Blue Sky, and then track 21, Hit the Streets in My Nikes. I can't really trust the names. Like, Keep Bouncing probably won't even be like something that Whoa. you can, like, I can't trust him on this. Dang. That nigga. It's the last time you enjoyed a Kid Cudi album. Is it like 2010? I think I liked uh, Indicut a little bit. Wasn't that the one where he was like not being Kurt Cobain? Yeah, that's the one he was having fun. 2013. That was my jam. Uh, shout out to Meskin. We used to crank that a lot at NSU. I don't think I listened to Demon Slaying song. The album. Nah, I, I, yeah, I fool with that album. I actually, funny story. I was that's one of the albums I was bumping when we was on our way to Rolling Loud. Oh yeah, Wizard was pretty cool. Yeah. I drove him straight. Yeah. Oh, that's 12 though. So yeah, Indica. Yeah. What is it called? Demon Slaying again? Ashen Pain and Demon Slaying. Hmm. Was uh Chip the Ripper on uh Indica? No. It was. He was? Yeah, I think that's that. I remember that Sonny had a video for it. That's when he was still on his Cleveland Bone Thugs. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, Just What I Am. I remember I liked that. I like the Bone Thugs and Harmony. Yeah, okay. Hold on, Cuddy. Chip the Ripper's on Just What I Am? Yeah, remember they had a video for it. They in the car and shit. It's like on some Bone Thug shit. Huh? No, you're saying he's on the song? Yeah. Just What I Am? Really? Yeah. Huh, I guess I haven't heard that joint in a while. I gotta listen to this album again. Yeah, you're right. Yeah, I, I remember that video. That again. I and then that. I, I also um, I rem- I forgot about his um, mixtape, the one with Beats and Pounds. That was like a fake mixtape that somebody put together. Oh yeah, that kid from Cleveland. Yeah, like um, sleeping on gems posted like two thousand, like a two thousand nine post. Or whatever year it was, and that was on it. And I forgot that I even liked a few of those songs. Like I remember that era and that Kid Cudi. Like I, I liked that Kid Cudi, and I liked the, uh, and I liked the Smoke song he had with uh, Trip the Ripper. Remember the Smoke song they had? Yeah, John's Fire on Man of the Moon One. Hi. Yeah, yeah, I miss the Bone Thugs Kid Cudi, even though yeah. he never shouts them out ever. <laughs> they got they didn't like that they were like i mean we know we influenced him but he he never really oh, showed up. It was like, they they was like, yeah because you can hear it 
Hanging you, you from deny. Cleveland, nigga. You from Cleveland? You no, you can't deny it. Whoa, it was like, it was like a one man bone thugs, and they was like, we know we influence him, but he'll never really show us love at all. Oh, were they confused? Yeah, they were like, well, damn. He should at least put Crazy Bone on a song. What the fuck is that about? Oh, he getting offended. I am. Like, well, how the fuck? Nigga, you sound like Crazy Bone. How are you not going to put Crazy Bone on a song? One song? One song? You're from fucking Cleveland. Oh, man. That's hilarious. Hey, this whole time I've been playing Madden 08 on PS2, y'all. Mm. I'm getting my thug on. I'm with the Washington Redskins. I got a nice dynasty. I got Champ Bailey, Reggie Bush, Michael Vick. Hey, we doing it big over here. Yeah, I've been playing Willis. 2K24 with the Pistons. Huh? I've been playing you... 2K24 with the Pistons. How do you like it? I don't like it, but it's cool so far. <laughs> it's all I got. Why, so. Do you see why I'm stuck in 2000s with video It's all games? I got. It's all I got. Oh, it's so. all I got? Yeah, the mechanics is weird. It's just like, damn. Yeah. I, I haven't played it since 22, so. I'm back to the 2000s, my nigga. No, nah, I can't do that. Oh. I just have to patiently wait for GTA 6. Yeah, it's coming. What, 2026 or when is it? 2025. Oh, okay. And did you talk to Keeb about NCAA yet? <laughs> What's I going on to, with that? That shit was supposed to come out last year. talk about that right now. We can talk about that right now, man. That was supposed to come out last year, I think. No, or this year. It's coming out this year. Don't worry about it, man. It really is? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't know. What are they doing <laughs> over there? Are they working on it? Huh? Yeah, they, they, it's working. Yeah, it's working. Yeah, you know. They're just trying to, you know. Figure out how they're going to pay people? Yeah, they said they're going to give them $500 and hope that's enough. <laughs> they better not pull a Rasheed Wallace. Well, what's that? He wanted 100000 to be in 2K. That's why he's not in it. <laughs> Is that too much? Um, No. But yes, yes, it is. But how much money they make? No. Yeah, because they're going to look like, hey, man, you're a sheet Wallace, bro. Especially with all that VC shit they're making. Hell no, that's not too much. How much they make VC 100K in VC probably a week. Whoa. How much VC you drop on your players so far? I only do like $40, but still. Oh, he said it low. But still, a lot of people are paying them VC every week. They can pay Rasheed Wallace that hundred thousand and whoever else and whoever else is asking. Hey man, let's have this test. This is our first test. Uh, let me know if you with it. It's my underground versus mainstream test. If there is a week that a mainstream star is dropping an album the same week as an underground artist that I like, we listen to both and we see hey. Then you'll see, hey, man, maybe Dan does have a point just looking at the underground. Because this week, my man Bruiser Wolf is dropping a project. Bruiser Wolf is from Detroit, and he kind of reminds me of Sugar Free, if Sugar Free sold dope all his life. Instead of focusing on pimping. And I think this project is going to be fire. He signed to Danny Brown, and he's also signed to Andrew Barber. Shout out to Andrew Barber. I like how he's transitioned himself from being a blogger to now to and to being a promoter to being a manager now running the label. It shows you how, hey, just like we said earlier with sports media, you have to adapt with the times. When the blog era died, Andrew Barber adapted and he's still around and relevant. So that's real cool. But 
Hey man, let me know if you would let me see this. Uh let me a female. Huh? A what? A female what? Are you over there? Hold on. Oh, I thought I... Can you hear me? See what it do. Cause I've been actually listening to more music because I've been wanting more music. So I'll check him out, see how he sounds. Yeah, man. I couldn't hear you for a second. My Wi-Fi got lost. Then your Wi-Fi's not lit. Yeah, it said it's unstable. <laughs> but yeah, what did you say his name was? What Wolf? Bruiser Wolf. Bruiser Wolf. He has a project that came out 2021 called Dope Game Stupid. That joint's crazy. So he doesn't rap on beat. Hey, he's off beat. Then he's on beat. <laughs> hey. I saw. Also saw a documentary about scam rap. Oh, they were yeah. talking about TJX6 and his friend Casher, and then some other dude. And then they mentioned Baby Tron a little bit. And they were talking about how Baby Tron was the only one that could really survive because he stopped. And and I thought about this only because you said because you said Bruiser Wolf raps like sugar free, and that made me think of offbeatness. And that's how TJ used to rap, but. It's just funny how a lot of these uh young um vloggers have like all these like what happened to this era person, what happened to that era person of like the young kids who came out post twenty fifteen and how a lot of them all have like they're dead now uh documentaries. Yeah. Yeah, that was random, but you know. Hey man, shout out to Scam Rap. That shit didn't blow up for a reason, man. <laughs> Hey man, they they couldn't let that happen. Before we disappear, man, let me ask you about this. I don't know if you're aware, but your brother Pierre Bourne, is there are reports that maybe his label has collapsed? He had artists like Chavo, you know, Coily Ray's brother, Shark, the guy that's on Drunken Nasty, and Jelly, and supposedly, according to this post on ktt2.com shout out to the message boards a lot of that has died off too because uh, what's that joint reddit nah not reddit there's a new one that took over the game not 4chan no that's old school come on man Qora, discord discord is the new message oh yeah gotcha. discord, discord even killed reddit off reddit so discord i thought that was more of like a twitch thing Nah, that's the new message board. Mm, I always hear about it over the last three, four years on Discord. Yeah. Put it on Discord. Yeah, Discord is the new Reddit, man. It's the new message board. That's where all the youth are rapping about they stuff, what they like. So, uh, you know, supposedly Shark left the label six months ago. Chavo left in November and Jelly left three weeks ago. And they all said it's because... Pierre didn't let them, you know, rap on any beats outside of his. There was no, like, budget for marketing. Uh, you know, it was hard for, for them to branch out as artists because Pierre was not letting them expand like they wanted to. So do you think Pierre played himself by trying to become a boss too fast and trying to become a rapper? Because it's like, even now looking back, it's like, dang, was... Pierre never was even really a super producer. He just had a dope sound. 
that I liked. I thought he was like the best producer in the world for a couple years. I know you fooled with his music too, but it's like, do you think he kind of like fumbled the bag? Cause I feel like, man, you look at Playboy Cardi's label popping. He don't even fool with Pierre no more. Uh, even Nudie, he's moved on. He doesn't need Pierre like that no more. He just had the biggest hit of his career. It's not a Pierre beat. What do you think about what's going on with Pierre's uh, situation with his label and his artistry? Yeah, man, he definitely played himself like he has a flower pot on his head. He definitely fumbled many bags. He's he's a young flamingo out here. Oh, and, <laughs> and uh, he uh, he even told Ken Carson he can't they can't rap together or do music together because he's not on his level. He's just the king of like fumbling bags he didn't put drake on drunk and nasty yeah, um i think he knew that his sound was the best but like you said he wasn't a, a super producer so he got too it seems like he got too cocky to me he had the best sound as a producer to me for a few years yeah, i love I pierre's be i love pierre's beats he's one of my favorite producers ever but it seems like his personality and ego ruined everything fast and it's not like people can't catch up to your sound there's yeah. plenty of Pierre copies and like this, even the whole like rage thing, even though he just moved on from your sound already. Yeah. So, and that's the difference between somebody like him and Metro Metro never really had one sound. And he also works with producers. He does the co he'll work with two, three, four other producers on a track while Pierre, no, it's just me. Yeah. So, he of course he fumbled the bag. He just every time I hear about him, it's always some stupid shit that he said. Or did. <laughs> every single time now, so I don't know, man. That must suck to just like be in your own way that way. Yeah. It is interesting. But to twenty twenty two, I was bumping that life of Pierre Ford like shit. It's <laughs> all I was listening to. Word. Come to my hotel. Like Cassidy. That was my shit. <laughs> yeah, that tape is hard. Even me, my older brother, Nana, shout out to him. He was respecting that joint. Like, oh, this is cool. Yeah, but uh, hey, man, let's let the streets know what happened, man. Saturday night, supposed to be a groovy time. This nigga Dan just Celebrate tricked crazy. everybody. Didn't show up, didn't answer his phone. He was hiding somewhere, pretending like he fell asleep. I did fall asleep, but that was only because Osei, I think his girl pressed a button and didn't allow him to go outside because, like we discussed, you, me, and him, we were talking about getting the driver. Shout out Shorty. Brian Matthews was with it. It was going to be the four of us in the car. Then all of a sudden, Osei calls me like, oh, man, I don't know if I want to go to the club, man. I'm like, what? You just made all these plans. You said you called a driver. Now he's second guessing it. Then the next thing you know, he's wine drunk. Man, that's his. No, don't try to put. Blame that is what Jose. happened. That You're is trying what to blame by saying wine drunk by distracting me. That is There's what no happened. way he was wine drunk. That is what happened. That's what he said. Wine drunk. That's what he said. He put in the chat. I was wine drunk. How that's much what... wine can you drink? I don't know. Wine but that's... drunk. That's my point. <laughs> He said first, first he was like, oh, man, I got to go to the club. My girl wants to come to my, like, all right, whatever. It's just the homies. No problem. Then he said his girl was under the weather so he can go dolo. All right, cool. No problem. 
Then next thing you know, you you second guessing going to the club. Now you wine drunk, man. So I was trying to make placey. I should have rapped to you earlier. Like, hey, man, Osei is loafing. Let me ride with you if you're going up there. But I didn't. Hey, man, I try to make. Yeah, when you when you I um called you and you didn't answer, I just knew like, all right, well, looks like I'm gonna just go up there myself. Yeah, and see, I should have just. I didn't like blow your phone up or nothing, so I was just like, whatever. I'll just go up there and then um. That's when I found out Anthony and Jeff were already at Derek's crib. I was like, yeah, I'm like five minutes away. I'm about to just pull up here because I was going to, um, because Derek didn't answer either. So I'm thinking, like, what the hell is wrong with these niggas? So I called Anthony. He's like, I'm at Derek's crib. I'm like, oh, I'm like five minutes away. I'm about to just pull up. Yeah. So it just, that just happened randomly. But yeah. So, hey, man. And then I've been sick the past couple of days. I was just little sniffles here and there. But then the shit really hit me Saturday night, Sunday morning. So, I'm sleeping, I'm, my phone's blowing up, I wake up sweating like Ray Lewis. I'm looking at the TV, I see the Colts and Texans on TV, I didn't know what day it was. I was like, whoa, is it Monday? I thought that was like Sunday night football highlights. I didn't know what was going on. I didn't know there was football on Saturday night. Then I'm seeing my phone, by the time I woke up, it's like four something in the morning, I'm like, damn, I got all damn. these calls. Yeah, man. So I don't know if you hear my voice. I'm still sick. I'm still you sick. You woke up at four in the morning? Yeah. That'd be the worst when you wake up, like, you know, like you missed like the, some shit. Literally, the last text I got that I remembered was Keeb. I text Keeb to see if he was going to the function. He was like, oh, his nephew was having a birthday party and Keeb isn't really in the club lifestyle no more. So he's like, eh, I think I'm going to skip it, man. So like by like 930 something. I text them back bed. Then next thing you know, it's the next day, bro. I was geeks. <laughs> and I didn't even get home till six. Yeah, yeah, Anthony's. Yeah, Anthony. <laughs> After we recorded Champagne Soccer, Anthony told us some hilarious stuff. And he talked about some stuff on the record on Champagne Soccer. So salute, though. Uh, shout out to Claytis. I was kicking it with him earlier today. He's going to the UK tomorrow. Him and Marcus. So they about to do a big over there. So what did he think about your story? I mean, hey, he knows. He knows how Osei gets, man. He's a snoozy guy. He Osei knows. Osei was wine drunk. Oh, and you've seen, you've hung out with Osei before. He he can get sleepy easy. Yeah. He's a sleepy boy. So that's when I'm like, hey, man. That's when I was like, all right, I need to just start making moves and put it together. And when I see Osei is double dutching, I need to get him out of there. Why don't Shannon Sharp have a beer? I mean, I don't know if I can talk about that on the record. I don't want to get canceled. He's the new king of media, so. Mm. <laughs> yeah, just. Um... No, because I have him on mute right now. It's fucking screaming and yelling with Ocho Cinco. <laughs> I think he get on my nerves. Why? Oh, Ocho, no, you can't be doing that. I wouldn't want Jameis on my team. Oh, yeah. Did you, as a former football player, would you take it personal if your opponent did that to you? I don't care about shit like that. We you lost never, that never bothered you? No, just fucking get it back in blood. True. But how can you get it back in blood if that brother's not going to be on the team next year, according to Shannon Sharp? Play the team. Like, the team did it still. It don't oh, matter. Like, you lost my fucking almost 40 points already. Like, you don't, you don't say nothing, but take that L. Oh, okay. Okay. I dig it. Hey, man. But did you have fun at the function? Was it dope? 
Yeah, it was pretty cool. You know what I'm saying? It was, you know what I mean? A lot of shorties in there. It was pretty dope. You know what I mean? I had, I had an interesting time. I, I, I met like a beautiful 6'1 girl. That's what's up. <laughs> she was tall as hell. <laughs> she was bad. She She's a hooper though. So, And I even met this uh, girl who plays striker for the University of Miami outside that joint. Nice. Um, she rocks number nine too. Oh, she and, a real striker. Yeah, and um, the dude she was with was really mad. Like, yo, fuck, yo, you, you take them home, take them home. Like, what the fuck, oh. take them home? Because she was like, wouldn't like go with him. She was like talking to me and shit. She's like a little like white Spanish joint. True, true. He was mad. He wasn't being mean to me though, but he was mad about them like wasting his time. I guess. <laughs> I didn't care. Oh uh, man. That's what's up. So, you know, it was fun. Met so, was the next time you stepping out? Because you're the biggest outsider I know, man. Yeah, right. Nah, I don't know. Yeah, you're not. Never mind. I was about to say, I know, I know brothers in the Dominican Republic and in Ghana right now. And I just said Claytis is going to the UK. So, there's a, I know man, a lot of steppers, but you're a big time outsider. I could go somewhere this weekend. I don't know. But I just know that New York is coming up in two weeks. Anything so. specific y'all going to be doing up there? Is it like a certain party you're going for or a certain event? So it's Jarvie's weekend, uh, birthday weekend. Nice, nice. Happy birthday, Jarvie, early. And we going to Soho House. Nice. Uh, we going to a few other spots. I'm going to be DJing on Sunday. Mm. And it's just about to be fun. Every time I go to New York, it's fun because I like to get yeah. fly, pull up, you know what I mean, parlay through the borough of Brooklyn. Enjoy myself. Um, of course, you know, Soho House is in Soho, but still, you know, it's just always a fun time in New York. And um and you get to it. play your Jim Jones mix, right? Yeah, I should play get crunk music. So like, now nah. you should but, play his version of day and night. That was nasty. That's been on the internet lately. Cause that shit's hilarious, bro. Well, he's like in the bodega and shit. Now that's his define your love joint. Yeah, what's that one? That's the one I'm talking about. The Drake joint, Find Your Love. You better bust my gun. Yeah, that one. <laughs> Man, I miss that. Dipset always did that stuff. They didn't ever care. Dang. Ooh, baby, baby. Ooh, baby, baby. <laughs> yeah, so, you know. Now, Dipset is crazy, man. Somebody somebody asked why was Freaky Zeke twerking in the Get Him Daddy video. Or, or they was like, hey, man, is that Jim Joe's? <laughs> Yeah, Freaky Zeke always lives up to his name. Yeah, those boys are those boys are real body poppers, man. They do cartwheels. <laughs> yeah, they do. <laughs> yeah, they're wild. I can't believe New York like allowed them to do all that. What do you mean to be athletic? Like the, it's as like uh, sticking to the cold, keeping it gully, and all that type of shit. New York is they never bother Cameron for his pink and doing cartwheels and because he's from Harlem. You know, Harlem, they have their own rules. This is funny. I respect it, though. He was allowed to do googly moogly raps and stuff. Yeah, I didn't respect that as a kid. You remember that. I wonder when did he start doing that? When did that start? Because that he was always started the doing it after Eminem stole his style. <laughs> Eminem? Yeah. Whoa, you never heard that? Like, you, didn't, you never heard that? Hey, man. Like I, the way he was rapping on What Mean the World to You type of stuff? Nah, before that, on his first album, Confessions on Fire, when he was that, like, he felt like, because, yeah, Children of Corn, that horrorcore rap, that's what they were doing. 
and he felt like Eminem just took that lane over, so he had to switch it up and become a swag champion. But he started changing to that googly moogly stuff like around 2002-2003, around the time when the diplomats started getting stronger. But now when I go back and listen, I don't hear the googly moogly stuff. Well, like it's just that people's ears were so not used oh. to his swag back then. That's what they did. But when I go back, the only time I hear it is when on um, Get Crunk Music when he says that Rudy Tootie, Fruity Looty, what I usually do. And, like he said it. It was just purpose. too simple. And even when he's and even on certified gangsters, lions, tigers, bears, oh, oh my yeah, he was didn't like that. that stuff. Like, whoa. <laughs> lions, tigers, bears, oh my. He, he this is straight crazy. it's straight zoo. Yeah, he was crazy, bro. People didn't have time for that stuff. I respect his drink, uh, his uh, it is what it is freestyle though. I didn't watch it. You know, I missed that. Like he's he's good at uh picking soul beats. What beat did he rap on? Um, damn, I forgot what the sample was, but it's like some old school shit, like some old school like player shit. That's what he's always good at. True. And I missed like I just like that he capitalized on that to me the most in New York. I mean, of course, Ghostface or somebody, but in the mainstream, somebody, it is Ghostface. In the mainstream, Cameron did that. If it wasn't for Ghostface Killer, Jay-Z wouldn't have made the blueprint. That's the truth. Yeah, whatever. It is true. Mm-hmm. Whatever you say, buddy. It's the truth. Mm-hmm. Shout out to Hip Hop Kiambo. Uh, you know, Jay-Z's A&R, they all said that, yeah, they were bumping Supreme Clientele. And all those soul sample beats, they wanted it to give it to Ghostface. But they couldn't find him because, you know, Ghostface, he's a ghost. So they're like, hey, Jay-Z, you want these soul beats? I mean, he didn't rap on that many soul beats on Blueprint. Yeah, he did. Most That's of right. it is only like, the only so, non-soul beats you could say is what? Like H to the is, but well, H to the, the is. Beginning, the beginning, the beginning track. Yeah, the beginning. All Hola Jovito. Yeah, Hola Jovito. And uh, what's that other joint? You don't know. Four. It's like four of the 13. I oh, guess yeah, you're renegade and renegade. I guess you're talking about like never change. Yeah, that's a soul beat. That uh, so that's what Ghostface is rapping on. Yeah, like stuff like that. Like if you ever listen to never change. If you ever listen to Iron Man, Supreme Clientele, Fish Scale, that is Ghostface Lane. Like those girls Lane, definitely is. Ghostface is so legendary at talking shit over soul samples. Even this Action Bronson talking over. A Teddy Riley, uh, not said Teddy right. Uh, Teddy Pendleton, or what? Dang So all I need is in a soul beat. Of I course, think it is. of course. Um, I think all I need is a soul beat. Mama loves me isn't one. What? Yeah, it is. Oh yeah, but I feel yeah. like is that would that don't mean just cause soul beat uh Ghostface automatically to me no. this, the Ghostface stuff to me seems like. Song cried, never change, hard nah, in the city. Hola Jovito and you don't know is not one or jigger that nigga. So nah. or Izzo, I'm mean, or takeover. But I feel like the real Izzo is a soul beat. That's just oh yeah, you're right. You're right. That's you're what right. I'm saying. Like the majority, all you gotta do is look at the samples. But girls, girls, song cry. Um, you don't know mama loves like girls, girls, and song cry are the main ones that are like and heart of the city are the main ones that seem like ghost face. Especially girls, girls, girls. Because wasn't that literally his song? Nah. 
Wasn't I saying wasn't I supposed to go to him first? Literally. I mean, you know, they were, like I said, they were trying to work with Ghostface. They couldn't find him. You know, mm. Jay Z's never rapped with Ghostface. Has Just Blaze produced for Ghostface? Ah, uh, he did them. Huh? He did most of them. The ones we just mentioned. Bink yeah. did the ones that I'm saying don't really sound as much like Ghostface. Let me see, Ghostface. But and has Kanye ever did anything with Ghostface? Just Blaze. Oh yeah, Just Blaze did the champ for. Uh, Just Blaze did the champ for a uh, uh, Ghostface. That what about Kanye? Is hard. Kanye, I don't think so. Well, there you go. What does that mean? So you're saying the producers on Blueprint were copying what they liked about Ghostface? Yeah, RZA. They all RZA babies. Mm-hmm. Was RZA doing Supreme Clientele? Yeah. Okay. RZA's like and even Theodore Unit. Nah, not Theodore Unit. That's too underground, man. Take it I, easy. I thought that was the weirdest name because G G Unit was out already, and I'm thinking, what the fuck, Theodore Unit? Like everybody just wants to have a unit now. But that was just a me. Theodore being... Unit existed. Well, I heard about Theodore Unit before G Unit. Theodore Unit, I heard about them on his uh, Bulletproof Wallets. That's 2001. Yeah, I mean, I was like ign- a year before I heard. I was ignorant you. to all that New York stuff, so yeah, that's just you know. how my young ignorant mind thought. But still, Theodore Unit. I mean, I hope it's not like his friend named Theodore that like passed away or anything. But that was that sounded funny to me because Theodore is not like the coolest name. Does it scare me. you, <laughs> Theodore? And then oh, y'all are a unit, is. Theodore Unit. It doesn't scare you, Theodore <laughs> Unit, bro. I think it sound like he working a library or something. Not the actual whoever they talking about. Shout out to the library. We're making libraries cool again. We're making niggas read again, man. There's no more books and millions. Yeah, it was sorry. What was the other one called, too? What was the other one? The other bookstore? What, Barnes and Noble? Yeah, there's no more of those. They're still around. I go to the Barnes and Noble near uh the joint near the potomac shopping center there's one right there near the apple store i go there almost every week is it still tight we can go in there and sit down and shit yeah they got a hey man you can hide out and they got you can get coffee and go like yeah in between like the book aisles they got like little seats and shit you Play can chill cut. out hey yeah. guys if you're always looking for a nice honorable woman go yep, to the bookstore. i was just about to say barnes and noble you can really find something in that's there. my recruiting zone that and Wegmans, great recruiting zones. Yeah, the girls like to study in Wegmans. Mm-hmm. Oh, Ocho Cinco got his woman on the show. <laughs> well, she made a cameo. You watching the last episode they did? Yeah, yeah, she's making a cameo. All right. Happy belated birthday to Chad Johnson, man. I like Chad Johnson. He's cooler than Shannon Sharp. Why? Just because... Shannon Sharp is old school and he likes to listen to his coaches. He has like too many rules and shit. But hey, man. And he likes to hate on cool shit all the time. Yeah, because you, you got to understand where he came from. All right. Chad Johnson just seemed like he's more of like, a, you can tell he recently played more than. No, I'm just saying, no, but that's the same thing. All right. I know he's country. No, it's not that. See, I'm, it's not country. It's. Nigga, Positive. I was a seventh round pick. I was a seventh round pick from a division two school. So I had to listen and do it. I'm I wasn't the first overall pick from Florida State, so I could do whatever I wanted. Neither was Chad. Yeah, but Chad went to Oregon State, Pac 12. After Juco. Yeah, but still he was at a power five school. 
and he was a third round pick. He wasn't a seventh round pick that had to be a special teamer and work his way up. So his hey, brother was Sterling. Yeah. And Sterling. Yeah. That doesn't have anything to do. If Sterling was so good, then how come Shannon Sharp was a seventh round pick? Sterling was slow South receiver. Carolina. SEC. His brother was at Savannah state. That's why. That's how it. That's how I look at it. It's like, yeah, I was a seventh round pick. You're damn right. I always listen to what my coach said because if I didn't, I would get cut. So yeah, and then the thing is too is like, yeah, Shannon Sharp. You look at him. He's 56, and you still see how disciplined he is by how serious he takes care of himself physically. Chad Johnson, we know as great as he was, he was a jokester. Because he was a jokester, they probably won't let him in the Hall of Fame. So it's like, yeah, the same thing as Jameis Winston. He was a great player in college, but because of that lack of discipline, he was never good in the NFL. His legacy is going to be a joker that threw 30 picks in his season. And stole crab legs. Yeah, that's not a tight legacy. And didn't listen to his coach and let a nigga get a trash touchdown. And sucked on his fingers. Yeah, E&Ws. That's, hey, that's what you want to defend. I hear you. Well, it's not just the Jameis thing. His Lamar Jackson hate, too, is what I'm talking about. Oh, true. Yeah, see, I don't know about that as much. Say so, Lamar Jackson didn't deserve the money that he got. He said that, like, third week of the season. Hey, man, Steve. Hey, well, he was pissed. It was like, does Lamar Jackson, did he um, earn the money that they gave him? No. And the Stephen <laughs> he A. Both said it that fast? Yeah. <laughs> now he looks stupid. He gets mad at Baltimore. Nah, I don't want to hear all that, stupid. that it's freedom. It's not over, man. It's not People, over. I don't want to hear all that freedom fighting. Uh, now he has like he like he mentions Baltimore fans a lot on different shows that he's on. Like he knows they're on his head top every week. How many shows is he on? I thought he's only he, on first tape. But he be well, yeah, that and even on his podcast with uh, Ocho Cinco, um, he mentions it often. Even Pat McAfee say, "Hey man, the Baltimore fans don't like you. What's up with that? They say you're a hater and da 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 da." And he'd be like, because they don't like me being mean to their black quarterback because he's a black quarterback. They feel like I got to just agree with everything. And it's not. No, it's not that you just are a hater and you only like white quarterbacks. And that's fine because you from John Elway was his quarterback. But he looks oh, stupid now that he got MVP. Hey, but that's so do you because you say he was never going to get MVP. No, I didn't go back to episode 32. Uh. The irony is that episode 32 was called Negativity is Good or Thriving Off Negativity. Listen to it. You you don't it. No, I didn't. Go back. Like I said, go back and listen to episode 32, Thriving Off Negativity. That's the one you want me to listen to. There's somewhere oh, else that's, in there. Nah, that's no. the one. That's the episode. That's the one where I say he is not going to have better stats than when he won the MVP. Then you said, oh, you saying he's never going to win the MVP? And I said, nah, but he's never going to lead the NFL in passing touchdowns again. And basically, we had a standstill. You didn't want to bet that he would never lead the NFL in passing touchdowns again. And I didn't want to bet you that he would never win an MVP again. So we both knew, hey, I knew, hey, man, he can win an MVP again. And then you knew he ain't leading the NFL in passing touchdowns again. So that's what happened. We had a standstill. Leading the NFL passing touchdowns isn't the end-all, be-all. Peyton's done it a lot. He only got one and a half rings. He got five MVPs, though. We were talking about MVPs. You're talking about Super Bowls. Aren't those the most important things? Nah, we were talking about yeah. MVPs in that discussion. Well, I'm just saying, we you're talking, talking about, about 
I'm just saying for you to think that you like doing something by saying he's not going to leave the league in passing. He's not that kind of – he's a football player. He does running and passing. He leads his team should have rushing said that. should have said that. Since he leads his team in rushing and he passes touchdowns. Yeah, Nobody I said that already. That. That's why I said he's the most valuable football player ever because he always has to lead his team in rushing and passing. I said that already. Yeah, whatever. Yeah, I know. Hey, shout out Lamar Jackson. You better win this Super Bowl, boy, because if you lose, Jamal's going to lose his hair. I'm scared. You know, the football gods never let scramblers win, so I don't, I'm just I'm prepared. Nah, they let Patrick Mahomes and Russell Wilson win. They're not scramblers. I mean, yeah, they're not not. Competitive. They never let uh, a black runner win yet. So. Oh, look how he's trying to clean it now. Whoa, what's that? A real like runner, like, yeah, like somebody who runs the ball. Just him and Cam Newton are the only people that have had it. Unapologetically black, Cam Newton oh, was, no. like a, was like I a. Was like a. We deleted to, that term. I, I went know. to good schools, black. Isn't that all of them? They all go to Power Five schools. I'm talking about high school and all that shit. Cam Newton looked like he went to church every Sunday and shit, and like, he speaks a certain way and stuff. Dang, like Michael dang, Vick dang. and um Lamar, thug, most thug kind boys. of people. Lamar's not a thug. That's what it sounds like. You're trying to say hood boys, project babies. What are you trying to describe them as? Trench kings? Just being themselves. <laughs> Cam Newton's being himself. Look at his big hats and his cigars. He did that later. Yeah, but that's when he was becoming the MVP, right? Isn't that when no. he started dressing like that? Or that was like, no, it was after. MVP? It was oh, after. True, true. When he got like kind of washed. <laughs> but Cam Newton's Lamar Jackson before Lamar Jackson. He never really had help. Yeah, exactly. See, and he went to a Super Bowl, lost, and then, yeah, never saw him again. So, yeah, I hope that don't happen to you, Lamar. I doubt it because he doesn't gloat and smile too much. That's why they didn't like Cam, just because he had, you know, if you have fun in the NFL, white people can't stand that. Yeah, who do you think you are? You need to be like Barry Sanders. Just give the ball to You the- need to be like Jackie Robinson. Whoa, take our, accept our racism and look straight? Yeah, and like, don't be too happy. Don't dab on us. Well, don't dab on us. But it was black players getting mad at him having fun, too. (laughs) He dabbed in that dude's face twice. He He did it once, and the dude said something, he did it again. That nigga was sick. He wanted to hurt him. He dabbed on him. (laughs) That's crazy. Now he's letting people know Oh, wow, I'm about to hire Mike Tomlin as my defensive coordinator in here. Welcome, my nigga. Dang, Madden 2008 was so advanced. They don't even have stuff like this anymore. Anywho. I haven't. I wasn't foolish enough to get that one. What, Madden? Yeah. No, nah, this is the best Madden. No, I'm saying I wasn't foolish enough to get Madden 24. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Dang, but football's your favorite sport. And let me ask you this. From your experience playing video games for decades which sport do you think has the best representation when it comes to video games between football and basketball because i kind of think it's football but maybe it's just because i'm a franchise mode guy oh i don't know um i don't know because live was legendary back then 2k was legendary back then um 2k football was legendary man um I Best feel like player. growing up Madden and say football, that was what we want. That's what we was on. Cause yeah, I love live and 2K. Mm. But live was big though, bro. Everybody oh. had live. They were they went hand in hand to me. 
Madden was bigger though, but live was really big to me, especially, you know, from Steve Francis to Jason Kidd to Carmelo. I didn't really play the D Wade one. I was done after the Mellow one. Yeah, 06 is the last great one, the one with D Wade on the cover. But that run of live was the shit. And then okay, even with 2K with Iverson on it, them shits was hard too. Like you could even when you created your team, you could do stuff on the court and shit. Like 2K was doing shit that live wouldn't even let you do. Yeah, 2K overall has the best franchise mode in terms of all the features and the customization qualities. That's for sure. You're right about that. But um, that's, I, I guess I would have to give it to Madden. Madden was the king of sports games to me. Yeah, Madden and NCAA football, man. For me, they hand in hand because you could import those rosters, that draft class. I know you that shit would always be wrong. Nah, not not me. I'm a street boy, so we was that shit. I would have like the I would have the most record breaking ass nigga in NCAA transform to mad, and that nigga be like a seventy and don't even have the same height or nothing. Nah, which that's probably like on the PS3 era, right? And 360 era, right? Yeah, yeah. That's I think they started to randomize it because. On the sixth generation, they were too overpowered. Like I could make a someone in like NCAA 08, put them in Madden 08, they're gonna be a sicko off top. So I think to like not make them overpowered, that's when they try to randomize it. But yeah, hey man, I hope y'all had fun tuning in. We could rap all day. Bring back 2024 smoke, man. We need more smoke, man. Stephen A said he's not gonna talk to talk about jason whitlock no more and i understand why he's the big dog everybody hates jason whitlock so whatever he says is not going to get no motion even if it might have some credibility to it so who do you want to see beef next before we disappear man hmm. Hmm, let's see damn i'm trying to think I want to see Scottie Pippen and Michael Jordan beef some more. I mean, but that's another, that's the same way like Jason Whitlock and Stephen A is one side of Michael. And I don't really want to see it that much. I don't really advocate for beef. Um, what? You know, what? Oh, you know how I want to see Kendrick and Drake beef. Yeah, we all do. But, you know, I feel like that ship is sailing. Or Kendrick and J. Cole. Nah, they too friendly. I want those niggas to beef. Yeah, that would be fun. But not making, uh, giving us music, weird ass niggas. <laughs> it's weird as hell. Kendrick, he did music with Drake, but for some reason he couldn't get on the song with Kendrick. I wonder why. Who? J. Cole. Well, that's because Kendrick is a scary guy. That's what I'm saying. He just wants to hang out with his cousin. We got to stop mentioning him in the triple, the big three. He's not in that no more. He's gone. Why not? Because that hillbillies didn't do anything. On all the critics' end of the year list, it was among the best rap songs. I loved it, but still, I ain't. Whoa, dead. whoa! I love that song. I know that song word for word. So, what's the problem if the song, if you like the song and it's fire, it's mysterious. I ain't, I ain't hearing it nowhere. The young ladies you kick it with, do they respect the song? Nope, not really. Yeah, and it only cracked number ninety three on Billboard because they dropped it like a couple weeks later on streaming and i can't go based off ladies i know i don't really be knowing like them you don't know the cool sisters i mean you're a dj you should that are into music and shit you that should much. have 
you're... they don't count like they are involved in music but like regular average girls no they don't be they don't be on it like that they don't be hip that's what i'm saying that's why i said you need to focus on your collective of other like-minded people the people that are in the know yeah but they be coming with you know too losery nah they just be they got the shit about like what people feel about like the Crystal Erica Badu girls, you can apply it to those artsy Ooh. girls, those artsy music girls. It's the same kind of shit. Hmm. Nobody want to hang around that kind of shit all the time. <laughs> all right. Well, we'll holler at you. Asking you about your moon and shit. Get that bullshit DJs out of here. ask you that? I'm just, the artsy, fartsy girls are all into that moon shit. Yeah. There's a young lady that uh, once told me that. If you're not into that Zodiac shit, she can't take you serious as a man. I was like, what? Exactly. Point exactly. I don't want to hear none of that stupid shit. Yeah. Well, right, I'm man. a Republican. It's like, no, I'm just kidding. When you go to New York, go figure out what those Jewish people are doing with those tunnels, all right? Nope. Nah, go invest. You know, I pass their stop a lot. They have a stop called like It's like a Jewish yeah. man. It's yeah. a train stop. Forgot. I, I can't ever investigate what they're doing under there. No, I don't want Jarby on the case. Y'all heard it, guys. They're gonna figure it out for us. Well, Thanks. Just let them niggas do whatever they want. No, don't do it. It might be illegal. Who cares? Hey, we do. We're Americans. We need to protect our streets. Hey, I don't care. All right. Shabasu convos. We holla at y'all next week. <laughs>